Welcome to the Open Bell podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg and the willful wallflower, Joey Tartell. This episode of the Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Looking for some new inspiration, some fresh ideas about practicing, playing, or teaching? Just stop on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and see what we've been up to. Because in addition to the Open Bell podcast, we've got lists, blogs, videos, and other potentially helpful information for you and your students. No matter what trumpet-related, trumpet-adjacent, or trumpet-centric information you seek, you have come to the right place. Because the World Trumpet Federation is here for you. Especially if you just need someone to tell you that you're doing it wrong. And by Dylan Music. Woodbridge, New Jersey. Who to thunk it? The epicenter of the music business, when you are in need of great gear and a great price sold to you by great people who know great amounts of stuff. Since 1992, Dylan Music has been the go-to shop for professionals and teachers alike, right there in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Steve Dillon has an amazing inventory, a stellar location, and a killer team of people who really know their stuff. Our good buddies Jim McCombs and Perry Sutton are on hand to help you and they are absolutely the best. Now listen, if you can't make it to Woodbridge, New Jersey, you should check out their inventory online at dillonmusic.com. That's D-I-L-L-O-N-M-U-S-I-C.com. Or just pick up the phone, call them, and talk to the most knowledgeable staff in the game at 732-634-3399. And remember, with the promo code OPENBELL5, you will receive 5% off of all your accessories. Dillon Music. Musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to wax wide and waffle on information that we believe is wonderful, especially for wagging trumpet players. No offense, Joey. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by ChopSaver, that perfect all-natural lift treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. And you know why? Because America isn't the greatest lip care country in the world anymore. Uh-oh. We sure used to be. Here we go. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed and struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, and we acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it didn't make us feel inferior we didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election and we didn't scare so easy and we were able to do all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men with strong chops the first steps <laughs> in solving any problem is recognizing there is one america is not the greatest lip care country in the world anymore you remind me of a young jeff daniels <laughs> <laughs> And now, so is, man, this, is this from the new series, The Band Room? No, it's from, <laughs> yes, the, band the Band Room. From The Band Room? Is that what this is from? It's from The Band Room. Yes. Wow. I love that show. Wow, that's a good call right that there. That was a great show. show. Yeah. And it now a show. Amanda looks nothing like Jeff Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, you went there. <laughs> I was going to go was there. So, yeah, you I was already the, there. You're ahead of the curve. Shocking. Oh, you're shocked. Yeah, yeah, totally shocking. So... <laughs> So for warming up this week, I want to. I'm not over that. Uh, I want 
want to I want to direct everybody to uh, Peter Pickett's Instagram trolling of Joey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm going over, to I'm going over, a, I'm going a similar place here. It's amazing. Over cornet mouthpieces and a soprano cornet. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, I had Heavy to talk sigh. about it. It was the it was great. It was when fantastic. I saw that the proximity of Joey's request and yep. then that ad, I was like this is amazing. Boom. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little angry because you're actually going right into my warming up. Shall we just segue <laughs> <and> <laughs> we seamlessly just right in? Yeah. Here's what Brian's talking about. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about you know horns and playing and going, and one of the things I have no experience with is E flat cornet. And Brian's like, you should check that out. So, the school IU owns one, so I borrowed it. One of my students was using it last semester, and they brought it in. But I don't have a good mouthpiece for this, so I was talking to you idiots. And uh, so I called Pickett, as I know they make some good cornet mouthpieces, and have talked with Peter personally about not only the mouthpieces Brian uses right now, but the E-flat cornet piece that Peter plays in his home pan. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had these discussions, the two yeah. of us. So uh, I got Aaron Moran call me back, who's awesome, you know, and, and we chatted. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure. I'm like, you know, but what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? We settled on it. He goes, okay, I'll put it in the mail today. I said, I've got my credit card ready to go. I'm ready to spend money. I just don't know what I'm supposed to. I don't know what to buy. So uh, oddly enough, because I guess they live close, they put it in. It was here the next day, as you yeah. guys well know. Yeah. So yeah. as much as I've been saying very regularly for years, yeah, I could do my nine horns a day. I'm now at 10. 10 horns. There, hey. <laughs> hey. I'm now at 10 horns a day because now I have, uh, I'm bringing in, I'm integrating E-flat cornet into the fold. Now, right now I just have the school, so obviously, the obviously I need to spend a lot more money on a horn that's sitting in Kansas City right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do have the mouthpiece, and so I've sent you guys some videos as I'm, I'm this is the funny part. Uh, I want, I'm trying to be patient, which I'm not. Because I know that I am essentially a beginner on E flat cornet. And mm. that is frustrating because I mm. want to be good. And mm-hmm. I know that in one week, I'm not going to be well good. And that is a very specialized game. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's kind I mean, of fun. I will tell you with the, the literally five days I am in at this point, mm-hmm. it's different. You know, like I remember, you know, I get to the point where I want to think that all horns are the same, and I really do. Like the nine horns I've got, I, from an overarching concept, I know that I'm doing the same thing. But in learning each new one on the way in, you have to learn the, the intricacies and the differences of those to be able to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it, it, E flat cornet, it's not like playing E flat trumpet, and it's not like playing B flat cornet. Right. Yeah. That's very different. No. And there's the managing of the instrument itself right learning all that but then as we have talked about before it's managing the way it works in that ensemble right that other layer of like how am i what am i supposed to be doing here and how am i supposed to be doing it which i'm relying on some real for because i have i don't know that either some (laughs) real nuance so yes i'm at once excited uh and frustrated i'm excited trying something new trying to learn something new and, and and kind of diving in and frustrated that uh it's been a week and i'm i'm not great yet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need a hundred days for that, at least. Yes, this is what. Oh, hashtag guys, hundred days E flat. I need a soprano cornet. I need a time machine. I need to go back five days and say, okay, I'm going to chronicle and put up a video every day. E flat cornet time with Joey every day. Well, every why would you need day. to go back? 
It doesn't matter if you do it every day. It's just that you say you're going to do it every day. <laughs> well, I could go, you know, like, I don't know, three weeks and then just stop doing it. Yeah, you're just going to call it a thing and just check out for a couple of days. Don't forget the rest day. <laughs> Chronicle that. When you want to get better, the best way to, to get better is to not do it. I think we all know that. That's right. I wonder if you're going to do that because this, you know, this is a high note horn. And so I'm wondering, could you chronicle the day that you're going to use, like, let's say, a training compression system instead of actually be on the horn? Would you put, would that be a day? Well, obviously, the best way to practice E-flat cornet <laughs> is to not play it. So yeah, obviously, you, obviously, I'd be looking else. for other things to do instead of. Right. Right. Like to use devices of some sort. Obviously. Yeah. I'm going to need okay. a lot of gadgets to get good at E-flat cornet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, soprano <laughs> that part, gadgets. That part seems very clear. That's what I'm saying. And I think chronic, those should count as days. That's what I need to be chronicling, not yeah. practicing the instrument, but what I'm doing instead of practicing the instrument so that I get good at playing the instrument. Right, practice fact, alternatives. Wait a minute. Stop the presses. I now uh -huh. know what I'm doing. Uh -huh. I'm going to do in a completely new way to learn how to play a trumpet. Okay. By not playing the trumpet. There so it is. I am going to become the best E-flat cornet player in the world by never actually practicing on the E-flat cornet. Don't open the case. So I will do 100 days of just, gadgetry. Just leave it in there. And then I'll mm -hmm. pull the horn out and I will be an expert. Now, I don't mean to burst this. your bubble because this sounds kind of like something that's been around for years called the think method. No, wow. he'll be doing stuff. Are, isn't there trouble in River City? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Capital T. That yeah. That P, and that stands for pool. <laughs> a capital yeah. T also rhymes with C, which, which stands for compression. We could think we could make a whole song <laughs> could do that. Yeah. yeah right, I I like he'll be doing something. something, just not soprano. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. All right, I'm on it. I mean, I can't wait not to hear it. Yeah. Right. That's I'll what show I you really what I'm mean. doing instead of actually practicing it. And then 100 days from now, when I pick up the horn for the first time, Perfect. I will be an expert. Nails. Perfect. This is genius. I'm on this. Okay, great. All right, Bill, what do you so got for in us? In 100 days, what you're saying is in two weeks then. Well, right. I mean, 100 is just a number. It doesn't actually have any real meaning numerically. No. <laughs> it's it's a concept. It's a right. It's a construct. <laughs> it's not an actual That's number. Exactly what it is. A it's more of a yeah. It's more of a construct. I love it. Uh, well, today today's a recital day here. I have a student giving a recital, and you all know the student because she's been mentioned on the on the podcast many times. And very hopeful for Caitlin to be doing a couple fancies today. Oh, oh she's, yes, oh, she's going to do a fancy. Yeah. She's playing some pick, playing awesome. some. Cornet playing some C trumpet, some B flat trumpet. Nice. Doing a vocal transcription that she did herself on E flat. Sweet. Look at that. Yeah. A junior nice. recital too. Yeah. All in. Great. That program. sounds great. I'm super excited. Yeah. Super now, excited. In the recital hall there. Yeah, in the recital hall. Yeah. Nice. That's a pretty yeah. hall. Yeah. It it's is. a nice space. Yes. It, it is. is. It's not really one of the ones to talk about, but that's happening today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought I did talk about well, it though no i'm just mentioning that that but that mentioning that is thing. talking though you brought it was sort it of a prelude to like but you brought other... it up with your voice which is right. what talking is yeah but it's kind of like you know i didn't really say it i i mentioned you, you it. didn't say it well it's like you did say it. no it's the e-flat soprano of commentary <laughs> like it's there but we're not actually talking. not actually By playing saying it. it we're not actually not saying actually it. saying it right now we're, okay but what, I did what, want to share that the Masai University is just a, a construct anyway. What? Yeah, it's yeah, that's the idea. Masai University trumpet ensemble got into NTC. Oh, large congratulations! Ensemble. So well very, done. 
Proud of as, them for doing as, that. As did the large ensemble here from IU. Look yeah, at that. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Despite and the fact that it didn't, didn't articulate any of the notes in the piece. None. <laughs> well, I wrote it. Oh, so, so there isn't any tonguing. No, there was none expected. The name of the piece is... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no consonants. <laughs> right. Yeah, there are no consonants. Title of the piece, Can I Buy a Vowel? <laughs> Can I Buy a Vowel Shape? Yes. <laughs> I think we just got an idea for a new piece. I'm sure we did. We need a new piece. Hi, boys. Hearing. Yeah, we. Uh, there might be a new piece on the way. Uh, it's game time. Of course oh, it is. Oh, boy. It's time it for snippets. <laughs> We're always so good at this. We're great at this. You guys today. <laughs> like all games. No shot. No, actually, <laughs> I think I think you're going to go five for five today. I believe in you. No, you don't. No, I Your do. Your belief is misplaced. I do. I do. And I made this. It's kind of a progressive sort of uh, uh, thing today. Okay. All right. We're ready. That's right, a hint. Here we go. Progressive. It's, well, it's sort of a hint. All right. And I'm going to do them all on B flat because Joey's always interested in like what horn I pick up. Like he he's got a B flat trumpet in his hand. Look at that. Yes, he does. I'm excited with a stominator on the end of it. Go go go! Snippet number one. Snippet number one. Did you hear like a popper? Click in there. You know what? I'm going to kill both of you. <laughs> it sounds I'm to be clipping. Is, is it clipping? Do you have your settings right? No, that's Joey's E flat recordings are clipping. But they won't anymore because they're all going to be blank. <laughs> yeah, there's no plank. He'll just be Joey holding the horn. Let's see. I, I don't have this. Do you have this? No, I don't have it. But what I have it in my brain is. Yeah, da 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 I don't know what that is either. That's uh, Troika from... Uh, right. No. It's Troika, but it's not that. This is an it's A2. Not, no. Now I know it. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I can sing it. I don't know what it is. I Come on. It. Uh, Bord Bordoni. Is it Bordoni? It is Bordoni. Bordoni, nice call. Number six. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Bordoni, Bordoni number six, it? the Roshu Melodious. Yeah. Singing melodious. it got to count for something. I didn't know it. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> and that was hardly a snippet. That was more of a... You gave us like half the A2. Yeah. Yeah, we well, folded. We're over struggling. struggling. Brian's a half for one. I get a half. I, if that's what happened with that one, that was no the shot. easiest one. Big trouble. No, no shot. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Snippet number two. Snippet number two. Snippet number two. I, I got distracted by the articulation. In <laughs> <laughs> the wrong note. Well, we wouldn't know that because we don't know what it is. Right? I, I've not heard this before. No, I don't know what this is. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah, what the Wait, heck is that? Wait a second. He's making stuff up. I'm not. <laughs> that is J.L. Small. 
Oh, small. Oh, that's wow. melodious and rhythmical exercises. I love this book. Number Which three. One? It's number three. Uh, I have not played that in a long. But it was a snippet out of the middle of it. We should have known that. No, small is a tough one. That's obscure. That's obscure. You don't make it that deep. That deep into the etude because you know you've played the first couple lines. You've made your point. Yeah, over two. Yeah, a half for two. Shameful. All right, this one. No shot. I know. I think Joey's got this locked. Okay. No, there's no chance. I think there's a chance. Not unless it's Birdland. <laughs> <laughs> Get out your manga jacket. <laughs> Snippet number three. Number three. Snippet number three. Oh, that's oh, Bousquet. That's Bousquet. See? Yeah. This version is awful. Do you know if there's a good edited one out there? <laughs> there is. It's on my hard drive. You'll <laughs> <laughs> never see the light of day. Yeah. Good. Busquets, well done. 36 yes. celebrated studies for cornet. Well there done. You got yes. it. Yes. All right. This one, I say no shot. So we're one and a half for three. Yeah. We're batting yeah. 500. Yeah. Ba- see, ba- he's a ba- Brian's a baseball player. He's happy with it. I know. I'm yeah, very, very happy, happy with, with that. This. We're making yep. millions. Next step, weatherman. Please, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a cold front blowing in from the west here today. We're going to get a ton of snow yeah. tomorrow. Well, yeah. rain. Put those chains on tonight. You're going to need those. Our weatherman actually said one time, "No, it's a, it's snowing. It's just not reaching the ground." <laughs> yes. we, we were right. <laughs> Mike, no. Yeah, not, not okay. I right, snip it. Works. Number four. Snippet number four. In C minor. Uh oh. Subtitled No Shot. <laughs> I love Hold the way on. Joey, his okay. eyes roll back in his head as if he's going to pass out. No. <laughs> then he, he puts up the title. Thinking so hard. Is that in 2 4? No, it's in 4. Oh crap! Then I'm thinking of the wrong one. <laughs> so <laughs> then I then I'm out. Brian, you got this? No, it's um, um, it's in four four. Is that one of the Clark's? Oh, wow. is that a Clark like characteristic study in C yes, minor? Yes, it is. Can you pull that. up a number? Oh, that's uh, C minor would. Uh, no, I don't have a number. They all run together with me. I don't know any of the numbers. That's Pick very a number. impressive. You guessed his um, father's see, birth one, year. Hold on. Four digits. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Look at him. That's for the listeners. Joey's fingers number are moving. Seven. It's clicking. number seven. Nice. Number eight. Close, but no oh, cigar. Wow, that is amazing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I'm now I'm actually angry because I thought that <laughs> I thought most of the major were even and uh, and uh, minor were odds as yeah, they but alternate. you got it, man. So, yeah. Clark eight. Characteristic seven. We well there done, we Joey. All right, so we're two and a half out of four. We're doing great here. We're up I to think pa- we're up to passing. This is the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than we did on the SAT collectively. Totally. Um, all right, this one I think Brian has a shot at. All right. No shot. He, uh, you're in, Brian. So the pressure's on. Snippet number five. Hold on a second. We haven't introduced it yet. Snippet oh. number five. Snippet number five. There we go. Thank you. That's just a C major triad. Well, someone thought it was worthwhile. Ding, 
I don't know what that is. It's not like a Goldman or something. That's not a Goldman. That's not Goldman. Does it no. sound anything like Goldman? Um, Edwin I Franco would never write something like that. <laughs> something that simple. Oh, it's got some double tongue in there. <laughs> That's not, that was that was Goldman. That wasn't this. Yeah. That was a Goldman reference. Oh, that was Goldman one. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got I don't me. know what that is. I have no I idea. I don't know what it is. Keep going. Something like that. I I don't know what that is. It's a new one for me too. Clearly, it's Gacker. Oh. oh, Mr. Gecker. Gecker 24 Etudes. That was number one. Wow. Okay. Now I feel and bad. that was right at the beginning of number one because I thought if you knew it. Doesn't yeah. he have like 10 books out now? There's a he has ton a lot of books. books out. If you guys don't know Chris, he's a uh, professor a of trumpet at the University of Maryland. Go Terrapins. Uh, mm. Does a lot of good work there. Yeah, we should have known that. So yeah. two and a half out of five. We essentially uh, failed. Yeah, that was not great. That was not good. We're not good at this. Not, in not the UK, that's all. exactly where you're supposed to be. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. You're doing great. Really? Yep. And that's why. In that's, what? That's why the British Empire fell. There you go. That, that's that why school? they're not running the world anymore. Med school. Anything. <laughs> Anything. No. Fifty percent. Yep. That's failing. There's no no great inflation. Mm. So in vet school, that's for Kate. It's like very difficult for her, right? She's. She's right. like, yeah, I got 50 on this test. And they told me that's exactly where I'm supposed to be. The high score was 80. Averages. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, and wow. they're very happy with all of us. <laughs> and they don't wow. have anybody flunk their thing. Amazing. Their boards. Okay, boys. Nice job, sort of. Time for a couple things. There are times when we feel like we're in a rut, times when doing the same thing can be unfulfilling and make us feel like we're not moving forward. And in those instances, we find it helpful to hit the reset button, change it up, ponder anew, find a fresh perspective, as it were. Let's talk about hitting the reset button when we need to. This is important, especially I find this in second semester as we operate on the academic calendar. Mm -hmm. Second semester can be the grindy one. You know, uh, first semester, everything's new and starting and going. But when you come back and you're in school from the, you know, middle of January all the way till the middle of March and it's dark. <laughs> and so it's, it's easy to get into a rut, and, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the days are still short and it's cold and we're somewhere with, you know, bad winter. And so you have the same thing every day and it can, you can fall into that rut and just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I get really either mentally, physically or both down. Yeah. So we want to, I want to talk about both of those things, right? Yes. So. From a physical perspective, and I, and I know we are the ones that make fun of people more often than not about this, the, I always think the first thing to do, and I want to talk about what the first thing to do, is take a day off. Like, mm-hmm. as far as to reset, take that break, right? Yeah. Stop doing the same thing every day, and if that means just taking a day to get clear, take that day to get clear. Is that, is that a place you like to start? Where do you guys it is like I, I think you need to it, you need to come at it with a clean slate. Like you make a decision to, that you're going to pivot and you're going to go in a new direction. I think the day off is ideal, and I yeah. know we bust a lot of chops about that. You're right. We of do. course we do. And yeah, I'm 
a chair of the Make Fun of the Day Off Committee. So, but <laughs> What we're not saying is set a new course, hit the reset button, set a new course, start down the path, and then take a day off three days later. We're not stop. saying that. No. But we're saying if you need a change of direction, if you need a break, right, if you're just mm -hmm. stuck in that rut and really feeling like, you know, that the oppressive weight of everything on top of you, take a day off. Take the day off as a, one, as a break, and two, as a, I'm going to do something different and something fun and something enjoyable. Yep. And so, and then with the idea of, and and then we're going to move forward to try and, and, and move in that better direction, get ourselves turned the right direction. Yeah. But find I, I think it matters how you, how you approach that day off and what you're doing on that day off. If it's time to set a new course in your playing or your practicing or your goals, you, you do have to spend some significant time actually thinking about that. Absolutely. Um, you can't just be, I mean, having a day off, fine. I may not, I'm not a fan, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a fan. No, Ask I, Sarah. But yeah. um, it's, it is, um, it is a chance to just goof off and do whatever you want. And you have to have days like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, this is just me. I find having days off difficult because if I haven't done the work, I feel guilty. And that's some, that's probably a Brian problem. Um, but this is the, mm -hmm. for me, this is the, um, the joy of the consistent, consistent morning practice is I get it out of the way and then I'm totally invested in the rest of the day. Right. Um, and I don't mm -hmm. think about it and I'm fine with that. But if it's always hanging over my head, um, right. that's difficult for me. It I think we're the same that way. I'm I'm the same way. Like if I don't get it, if I don't get practice done, I'm always a little irritable, kind of yeah. all day long. <laughs> um, no fun to be around. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, but for the, but if you're stuck in that rut, you're right. So you can't just go like, all right, take a day off and then go right back into your rut. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. The no. idea is okay. I'm going to take this. I'm going to get out of this rut by stopping it. And then thinking, okay, now what am I going to do differently moving forward? That's, right. of course, the next well, step. One more thing on the day off is I want the day off to be a distraction from it. Mm -hmm. I, I want I want it to be completely something else, whether it's time with friends or time with family or however, just away from it. Yeah. Walk right. away. Yeah. Just Absolutely. to be clear. I, no. I used to take uh, one day a year off in college. Mm. So and and then you know like seriously when it's like no tests no concerts you know like no rehearsals go all right today I'm going to skip all my classes and I'm going to the mall I'm going to go see a movie right nice. mm -hmm. and yeah. I I got to tell you it works yeah yeah if you're doing the work you can do that guilt free right yeah. and then it kind of gets you a little break and a reset and you think okay what am I doing what do I what should I be doing right because a lot of times it gets into and you know this is the hard part of, of getting into those sort of ruts and feeling like that is like well but i have to but i have to but i have to but i have to at some point you got to take that step back and say okay what do i really need what do i need to be doing and what do i want to be doing and make sure you're answering both of those questions yeah mm. right yeah so that's i think that's the the overarching mental part but i do want to get to the trumpet part of this yeah, absolutely. But this is the this is something to talk about because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because I and think you, it, it provides the right context. You do need to examine why you're feeling like you're in a rut. Exactly. Like what specifically is it? Is it just that you're bored with your routine? Is it that you think life is supposed to be more exciting? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw this really interesting, mm -hmm. um, just this guy talking on Instagram um, and he, I mean, I do have a limit set on my Instagram because I'm sort of an ad, ad, 
addict uh, on it. Uh, and I, let, I have let, a limit set. Hold on. Before you go, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah. Yes, Brian uh, of the three of us was like, okay, social media is really, really a problem. I'm getting off of Facebook. And you did. Yes. But now you're all over Instagram. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm all over Instagram. Is you that, send me is more messages better? on Instagram than anyone. Is it better that that you're not on Facebook? Like, you're spending that time on Instagram. Is that significantly different as your social media, you know, thoughts? Yeah, for some reason, I, I have no <laughs> idea what the algorithm is, but it's a much more positive space for me than Facebook ever was. I would agree with that. I think Facebook that has to do was, with the age of the people that use it. And how it how it's curated, I think. It's it's just a much more positive, motivational, um, helpful, funny space. Now, I'm not sure whether that's just because of the things that I click on and send, because I send some pretty silly things. And um, I send a lot of animal things to Kate, and uh, so a lot of that stuff comes up. And Sarah's totally into talking birds, and so a lot of those things come up on my, on my wow. feet. <laughs> um, it's, wow. you know so it's a pretty funny it's a funny pretty funny place but there's some motivational things but this guy was talking about you know why do you think life is supposed to be this incredibly um invigorating every moment thing he said you know what your body is made up of things that were birthed in a star tens of millions of years ago and <laughs> just all came together at this moment for you to be self-aware. Can't you just be happy with that? Uh, <laughs> I was like, the no. short answer is no. I'm not going to be happy with just no. that I exist. That, no. no, but to be I mean to be fair, that people want some excitement in their life. No, I'm not going to be happy just because I'm alive. No, that's not enough, frankly. Right, right. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be this like super exciting everyday existence. Like it isn't. <laughs> Your life is different than everybody else's. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, I mean that, that's certainly that's certainly true. You I have realistic. I think the idea of having realistic expectations is a good one. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I have often had these discussions with students here when they're like, "Man, you know these classes and this and that." And I said, "Right, this is worth doing now, because then it gets better later, right? And you should enjoy now." But also yeah. be planning for the future. Like you got to be doing both of those things, and and if you do these things right, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. uh, you can keep getting more of what you want and and less of what other people want. Like that, that's the balance you want to be rolling. Yes. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Reminder: We've talked about this before. You know, it's incremental. Like you really don't even notice sometimes that you are getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. because it does move slowly, but. If you're really unhappy with it, the way it's going, or it's, you feel like it's getting worse, then it's time to reset. Right. Right. To if you're getting to the point of like this is just too much, right? This is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But you know, the idea of being frustrated is fine, and a mm -hmm. very, very normal way of yes. of, of practice. Discontentment I, is good. Yeah, you know, I've said to my students for years and years and years. If at some point in the room you don't think, I just want to throw this thing out the window, I'm not sure you're really practicing. Now, do yeah. not throw it out the window. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Unless it's a 7C. Throw that out the window. Yeah. Well, just keep that right around out. to just bounce around the practice room. Yeah. Uh, there's the legend of during my undergrad years of some guy who kept an old trumpet in a case that he would take in with him and just smash it. <laughs> he just continued to smash it on the floor and then go back to practicing again. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. End of your studio party. Get my hands on like a handful of seven C's and see who can throw it the farthest. That's good. <laughs> like Trump or like Trump Olympics. Practice. 
Or just like an old Bundy and do like a hammer throw with it. That hurts when I see horns, but like throw in a mouthpiece, like, you know, go out to some open field and say, all right, everybody put your initials on it. Let's see who's goes, who goes the farthest. That's kind of funny. It's a good wow. use for that piece of equipment. That's certainly true. We could do that. That's yeah. kind of funny. So, I mean, the mental aspect of it is one part, but do you want to talk about the physical aspect too, right? A- yeah. Absolutely. Now, so let's say you've taken your day off and you've thought, okay, I know what I want to be doing. The first thing back is to start with something that you already know works. Because uh, often the frustration is this doesn't work and I'm frustrated and this doesn't work and I'm trying to do this and this stuff. Start simple. Mm-hmm. Like start simple, start easy. So many people are like, well, I get in the practice room and I just beat my head up against a wall for an hour and a half. And then my, my chops are all cash and I'm getting worse. I'm like, right. Yeah, that's a terrible way to practice. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Start simple, whether it's something and and start with something you like. I've had so many discussions with students that graduate and they get out. And of course, once you graduate from college and you're out working, there's no lesson teacher every week saying you have to do this or you have to do this. You have to do this. (laughs) So then a lot of times people take a little time off and then they're like, well, gosh, I'm not sure. You know, and I say, you know, there's nothing you have to do when you come back. You can just pick it up and play. Right. For enjoy, so start simple. Start with what you know already works. That's yeah. step one. What do you guys think? I agree completely. I mean, I think the reason that a lot of people step away is that you're not enjoying it for a variety of reasons. You because you're tired of it, but because it isn't going well, or it's hurting, or whatever else. So, yeah, ease back into something that reminds you of what you enjoy about playing. Yeah, and something that's not particularly taxing, mm-hmm. physically yeah. or mentally. Yeah. Yeah, and and something you like. Start with something easy that you like. There, there are tunes that I just like to play. They're not yeah. like this is the best tune in the world. I, just stuff I like to play. I can think of twenty six of them off the top of my head. And <laughs> with twenty six more coming, actually, I can think of fifty two of them exactly. off the top of my head. Yeah, you got, you got one for every every uh, card in the deck. Yeah, right. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, well, the card game's coming out next year, but yeah, for now, um, yeah. Uh, but that was actually the intent. That you know, shameless plug, but the intent of the book is to do this kind of thing. It's to put you in the right space. Yeah. Because sometimes right. that's that's what needs to happen. And and I think that a, an entire practice session can be shaped by what you do at the beginning to get yourself going, to get into that space. And if especially if you're coming back, uh, both for mental and physical reasons, start simple and easy is beautiful advice. Right. I think and, that's great. And, and, and the other part, and you know, we're big advocates of practicing fundamentals and first thing of the day. We've been all over this, all over the time. If you're really kind of burning out, you do not have to do this. No. You know, the idea of, well, <laughs> I'm picking up my horn. It's the first thing I have to play long tones. And, you you know, and that's what's really been bugging you. Start somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Play some I, music. I, I, I used to do a thing. <laughs> maybe I did this regularly. I don't know. Um, every week I would just play some Bach. You know, and I would mm-hmm. just pick up, I just, there's a, a book edited by Jasandi, right? The Bach Jasandi book. Mm-hmm. And I just picked that out and just play a few tunes. And it just put me in a very different space musically. And then I could go and deal with long tones and articulation yeah. and well, mouthpiece as, and whatever. As you guys well know, and we've talked about this a lot, you, you got to make sure your, your practice is always balanced, what you have to do, what you want to do. And I think <laughs> what happens is, is 
especially for students, there's so much of what you have to do. There's sure. the stuff your teacher gives you. There's the stuff that's in band or orchestra. There's auditions coming up and there are concerts mm -hmm. coming up and so on ensemble coming up. And all of that is have to do stuff. So the, what you want to do is the first thing that gets left by the wayside, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you always got to find that time for what you want to do. And as you guys well know, especially this week, so at the end of the day, before I leave my office every day, if I, I pick up and I play, I'm reading uh, an etude on E-flat cornet because I'm trying to work that in and I don't have a lot of stuff. So like, you know, yesterday, it's I was here too long, uh, but I'm like, okay, but before I leave, oh, I'm going to read something. So I pulled yep. it up, I threw the phone up, I'm like, all right, guys, tell me how it's going and just read down <laughs> an etude, like, and it puts you in a better headspace. It's fun. Like, for me, that's something I enjoy. So you, you've got to find for whatever that is for you, what do you want to be doing mm -hmm. is something that has to be integrated into your daily playing. Yeah. Uh, the, the fundamentals thing is an, is really a non-negotiable. I mean, look, we all know we're going to have to do those things. And sometimes they're the same, but you can find other things. You can change up the rep to find other things to, uh, to help with that cover tonguing or slurring or whatever it happens to be, right? But this, I, this is the, the way that I modify the thing or have modified, and I know you'll give me a hard time about it, but I yes, kind of have to start with something. I, I got to play a tune. Sure. I got to play something a little more flow-oriented before I do spiders, um, <laughs> you know, before I do long tones. So I don't know. Well, right. The idea, the idea of the thing, and again, I'm not saying that everybody should be doing what I'm doing, literally. I think you are. I, I'm saying everybody should be doing it conceptually. <laughs> I am. I, I do think no. you, you do need to practice the fundamentals of the trumpet every single day on all the horns that you want to be good at. But how you do that could happen in a variety of ways. So you're, you're, you're saying the thing is a construct. Yeah, of course it's a construct. <laughs> I constructed it. <laughs> I'm a constructor. <laughs> oh, no. Is it a contest piece, or are you contesting it? <laughs> well, I'm contesting you right now. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> but no, I think this is good because we, you know, there there is this construct of whatever you need to do to care for your playing. But what we're saying is, there's so much flexibility in that you can still achieve the same things, and it's okay to have maybe three or four sets of those things that account and care for everything, but you can vary them. Oh. Yeah, the the, no. the possibilities are literally limitless mm. on, on different ways you could go about practicing sound, articulation, you know, flexibility, facility, all kinds of different ways. And if, you know, you you need for your mental space and just for going forward the idea of like, well, right, but what I really want to start with is playing some music. Oh, my gosh, do that. Start with the music. Yeah. Right, start yeah. with the music. Right. And we, we didn't set out to talk about this today, but... Um, but sometimes, you know, and Brian, you're the good example of this, hitting the reset button because you had to, right? <laughs> you had an accident, so you well, had there, to reset. And There is that part. You know, um, and that's that's a thing that you, you have to deal with, too. And if you're coming back from injury, I think this is great advice as well. Start simple and easy, mm -hmm. right? Super Music, simple. things that remind you why you enjoy playing, and they will entice you to keep going forward with it. And, and and let's be clear, when coming back from injury, the best thing you can do is to take time off until you are 100% physically ready to play. <laughs> if you are not yep. uh, uh, healed, you, you should wait. Yeah, and this is injury, unfortunate injuries. It's also surgery, right? Oh, of, totally. Of some sort, you know. Oh, yeah, um, like trumpet players are, are seem more subject to hernias than most people yes. just by, yeah. by playing. So if you're... If, if you're somebody who is, you know, 
at high risk for hernias or just they hit you harder, playing trumpet is likely going to bring those out. So if you have <laughs> to the point where you have to get surgery to help correct that and you're thinking, yeah, a couple of days I'll be back. No. Nope. Not <laughs> no, a good you, idea. You need to wait until your doctor's like, okay, everything's fine. Now you can, the trumpet is not going anywhere. Yeah. And I have this discussion every year where we, you know, we see students, we're a big school here and not just in trumpet, but, you know, all kinds of different injuries with students. And, you know, if it's at a point of I'm not going to be able to play for X amount of time, I usually have a very frank conversation of this is a good time to take a semester off. Right. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to play, which means no lessons, no ensemble. So you could knock out a couple classes here, but... Wow, that's it, you might be really frustrated, and I know when you're young, you feel like, but now I'm behind, quote unquote, or, you know, right. my other classmates, which I understand that feeling of, yeah, but I need to graduate when I'm 21 or 22 and be done with my undergrad so I can go take over the world. But thinking big picture, if that turns into I graduate when I'm 23 or 24 and I'm perfectly healthy, 10 years from there makes no difference at all. Taking that semester when you need it to get healthy is the most important part of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go take piano lessons for a semester. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to mention about this is that, well, a couple things there. Um, I think it's an opportunity to be creative, right? Like, Joey, we, you just mentioned the list and the list I think is similar for all of us, right? The things we need to care for sound articulation, mm -hmm flexibility, mm -hmm. uh, dexterity, mm -hmm. strength, right? We can, sure. we kind of agree on those things. Why not? We often don't give homework on the show, but if you're a teacher out there, maybe you want to set yourself up to how creative can you be and formulate a plan, maybe a different plan for each one of your students. Yeah, we talk about the thing and it's very consistent and it's the same thing, but that could be tailored and tweaked as you're saying, literally with no, I mean, no end in sight. Right. Um, Get creative with that. Here's your homework. Come up with three or four or five different paths that care for all those things yet are really, really different. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we're looking at like building endurance is one of those things. And if you take time off, that can often feel like, oh, my gosh, I play eight bars and I'm tired. Um, right. I happen to love etudes. Uh, I, I really I think they're too. a lot of fun to work through. There are people that, that etudes drive them nuts and they want something else. So, you know, there are musical ways, there are physical ways, but there are all kinds of different ways to go about that. Mm -hmm. You know, but I found from a musical standpoint of just open up, you know, open up an etude book and you could start nice and simple where ones are even half page and say, I'm just going to play this without stopping. Yeah. And that's a great, that's a great endurance practice right there. And it's oh, yeah. a musical practice and it's easy and everybody can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I would like teachers not to just leave it like if their students are doing a reset not to just like leave them dangling in the wind like give them a little support and some some options for mm. resetting and restarting yeah. don't just say yeah you just take a day off and good luck yeah. I mean I do that with etudes and solos for my students but <laughs> if they're yeah. really like struggling you know having a moment of crisis now you got to uh, set a new direction then, yeah, yeah and you got to you got to help them and I think, too, it's it, this is a great time to encourage, you know, uh, you've got friends in the studio, right? Misery loves company. Uh, you know, <laughs> collaborative practice, right? Or, or spending at least some of the time with, with a practice partner or doing something like that could be really helpful, especially if you just have had it with the grind. You know, come up with a way to do things together. Um, or, like, or, or just say uh, exactly what you're talking about. Find somebody else and say, can I just go and do what you do for a day? 
right? And say, yeah. okay, this Just is what you do. Hmm, let's see what they do and see if I can take anything from that person. Because right. I know for me personally, doing the thing, right, with you guys when we're together somewhere on the road is way more entertaining than doing it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word entertaining in it that is. context. Well, the verbal abuse, the nonverbal abuse. I, I like the verbal abuse. And I will tell you, I do not set the, the duck alarm when I'm alone. Like Brian, you don't. Brian's, Brian got, does. Brian's got the duck. Yes. And then, you know, when that, when that quack duck. goes off, it's time to play. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. So, Joey, you often, so you leave more than five minutes between things sometimes. There are times where that does happen, where I'll be sitting here playing. Oh, just the other day, this was kind of funny. Um, I was finishing some triple-tonguing. You know, I was on cornet doing Clark 1, you know, mm -hmm. triple-tonguing all the way down. And, and mm -hmm. I've been pushing that metronome out. And as soon as I finished, there was a knock on my door. And this right. is the this is sometimes the hard part. My office is on the first floor, right across yeah. from the undergraduate office, that people will just drop in, which I like. But there are times I'm like I'm practicing. But it was John Rommel, one of my colleagues, <laughs> and, and I open the door and he says, "So you're triple tonguing that straight through?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Huh? Yeah, I can't triple tongue that fast." And I, and I, of course, John and I, I, I like John. I, I like John yeah, the same right. way I like you guys. Like we're colleagues, we're together, and I want to argue with you all the time. Like, so right. we, like we have yeah. that relationship. And I went, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, no. I said, "Well, that's why I put the metronome on, and I kind of increase it so I can make it faster." He's like, "No, I can't do it." And so I want to talk about. <laughs> he can absolutely things. do that, and of course he could. That's yeah, the best part. Is I'm sitting there looking yeah. at him, going, "Of course you could." do that like, <laughs> in my head it's like get, go get your horn right now i'm yeah, gonna prove right. i'm gonna prove to you that you can absolutely do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's that's the most ridiculous thing you've ever said get your horn out get your horn out <laughs> right but you know but that turned into a conversation that was of course longer than than five minutes so then there's more five minutes until the next horn but and, and sometimes, sometimes when you're in a rush you do three minutes i'll do three minutes I, yeah. I when i'm crunched for time i'll go three minutes and and if i'm doing that and i walk out and still feel good i'm like okay i'm i'm i'm, I'm good right because there are course, times yeah, you know, this kind of dovetails with our with discussion. You know, it's good to have friends that say, you know, hey, you're doing it wrong. You know, but but this is the energy of it, right? Like, I yeah. can't do this. You're crazy. Let's go. Yes. You know, or oh, I just can't. I can't. Shut up. Get your horn out. Right. You know right. that that's positive. And so the the collaboration there, or having a good practice partner, or something could could really help with that. Yeah. And so but that. then uh, but then I also want you thinking big picture when you're trying to reset. Oftentimes, when you get stuck, mired, feeling the oppression of, of the everyday grind, mm -hmm. it's easy to lose sight of what you want at the end. And yeah. so we've talked sure. a little bit about, you know, like short and long-term goal setting. But the idea of ask yourself a couple of simple questions. One, do I want to get better? Yes or no? <laughs> and that can yeah. be a frustrating question because most people are going to answer yes. And then that leads to, okay then I need to practice and practice That has well. consequences. Yeah. Right. That answer but, has consequences. Right. So that's the short-term question to answer yourself. And I know mm -hmm. I'm oversimplifying, and I'm oversimplifying on purpose. Yeah. Because I you want do. you to think, okay, but I do want to, so I am going to do this. But then two, I want you to think into the future, five and ten years from now, you might think, well, one day is not going to make a difference. And you're right. One day to yeah. five and ten years from now isn't going to make a difference. But three, five, and ten days will. Yeah. So you want to think, yeah. all right, so if I'm 10 years from today, what do I want to be doing? And can today keep me going in that direction? Mm -hmm. You got to know where you're going. Because, boy, I know when I was a junior in college and I'm just sitting in a practice room in Rochester, New York, and it's like 
14 degrees and snowing and icing and raining outside. <laughs> and I got to walk back to the dorms just to grab dinner to walk back in time to make a rehearsal. And I haven't seen sun in like three and a half weeks. <laughs> you know, it can be like, oh, but I'm thinking, no, no, what, uh, th- this isn't what I'm doing forever. This is getting me in the direction of what right. I want to be doing. Yeah. And yeah. it did, you know. So well, because the, you had made that one big decision. Right. That so was you, the thing. You, yeah, you got to keep yourself going that way. And and not to say, I'm not saying I was miserable. I enjoyed my time during undergrad, but everybody feels that. Everybody gets oh, that of place of yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Right. So, yeah, you do want that grind. You want to release that. Yeah. And I think an important thing, as much as we bust each other's chops about stuff, there is no shame in hitting the reset button. It's not quitting. Right. In fact, it's it's the opposite of that. You're finding a way to recharge and pivot and keep moving forward. So it is okay to do, to abandon what you're doing, to rethink it and set a new course. Absolutely. And you need people. Like you talked mm-hmm. about having a group of friends. And if you're in yeah. school, you might be thinking... I'm the only one. Everybody else is doing great. And I, (laughs) boy, everybody, it's the everybody else is great and I suck problem. And you're like, everybody else seems so driven and I'm really frustrated. You need a social group. Your instrument, sure. Other instruments, fine. You know, but you need other musicians in your life. You can say, you ever get that point where you just want to like throw your horns out the window and go screaming down the street? And I will bet every one of your friends goes, yeah, of course. (laughs) Don't keep that in. Get that out. Yeah. Right. You need yeah. to be able to talk about this. And, you, just, you know, you need uh, for and no offense to you personally, Brian, you need a hang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian. One, one of my colleagues said, if you haven't cried in the practice room, you're not one of us yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I'm definitely one of you. Yeah. Easy, easy enough. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Simple. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you hey, got to get that out. I think this is great because uh, everyone does struggle. And you're right, Joey. You look around and think, I I am alone in this, and you are not. No. 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 It's amazing how many other people are probably having the exact same thought at the exact same moment, and they don't want to, they don't want to, for lack of a better term, especially as trumpet players, show weakness. Yes. You know, but I've, you know, I've stood in front of my studio class and said, oh, yeah, there are these times and these times and these times, you know. You know, going forward, you just don't know what's in front of you, and it can be really, really frustrating. And absolutely, mm-hmm. all of that is true. Yeah. And I'm not saying that doing everything, for lack of a better term, right, or taking that reset and pivoting guarantees immediate happiness and joy and rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying is mm-hmm. it's your best shot. It is, absolutely. Right. There's there's yeah. no magic bullet, but we do want to essentially always be moving forward. And yeah, if that and takes a slight pause and a different direction to keep you going, Take that. Yeah. It's and look, it's an opportunity to be creative. Yeah. Right? There's so much material out there and so many ways to go about this thing that um you know, th- this is a really great opportunity to be creative. I, yeah, now I know I'm going to be reading Chris Gecker's Etudes today since I couldn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on the agenda because I'm like, I yeah. should know those. How come I didn't know those well, <laughs> well enough? That's those, not okay with me. Yeah, yeah, and those Clark characteristic studies are just so they're so good. They're demanding, but they're really, really good. Those are really, those are really good studies and studies that people often start trying to play too fast. So if you're thinking, I'm yes. gonna go play those, and you think, no, 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 and that's what we call that's the reset within the reset, right? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, it's true. I mean, when we're talking about 
if uh, I've been talking with my students uh, about auditions this week, and we were talking about doing in our studio class some like first rounds. You're going to come in and play a first round of this and a first round. Of that. So this week we did three etudes. I mean, we did three excerpts, and then next week we're going to do the prelim round of the Marine Band audition, which oh, is yeah. on their website. Yeah. So right. I, just, I took it off their website and sent it to everybody, saying we're all doing this next week because you know, like stepping up in front of people. One of my students, let's say for example, her name was Avery. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good name. Yeah. That's Sat good down makeup, and said, yeah. oh, my gosh, I really don't want to do this. This was my idea, wasn't it? <laughs> like she was <laughs> advocating. She's like, I know this is so good for me. I really don't. And like in the moment mm. was like almost literally shaking, but it was like in the moment was realizing, oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. And oh, my gosh, this is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All at once. Yeah. So you want all of those things, right? We want to think about this differently. If 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 auditions are something that are uh, are frightening, do auditions, right? Yeah. And so you want to be yeah. moving forward. So whatever it is that's getting in your way and then weighing you down, take that second re and then go right at it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, this is the I think over the years here, the beauty of the national trumpet competition within the studio has been that because students see that they set that goal something different now we're searching we're finding rep we're preparing for it you know um, right. it's been a good a good thing to put out in front uh, to keep us moving so yeah overarching you got to remember a couple of things one if this is something you want to go do you're going to be frustrated which is fine but you should always remember there's thing nobody ever got into this just to, to do what everyone else told them so you got to <laughs> think is what do you want to be playing mm -hmm. and make sure you make time for that every day part of it set aside part of every day of something i want to be doing yeah yeah and then Absolutely. you might even get a couple books out of it i don't know you know, never know for, for example <laughs> you know i'm just saying just saying for as an ex i mean sit down if and that could happen improvise some tunes and then start writing some of them down and then hey like out and have a friend who can make them look pretty yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly and another friend who's willing to play one every day <laughs> oh man every on the instas all right, boys. Well, that uh, that's uh, good work, I think. This is an important topic. We see it all the time, don't we? Like, yeah. Yes. We see students getting in the rut and the progress slows. And right now we can guide them to do that. But I know we have listeners out there who are on their own, who, as you say, Joey, don't have the weekly trumpet lesson. Yeah. And uh, so it's time to kind of you know, know how to take care of that yourself. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Look, know your etude books. Don't end up like these two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. It's an attack. You've got to know the repertoire and be able to pick it out in a crowd. Today's list was easy, and this there's feels... no excuse for their lack of knowledge. This feels personal. <laughs> Shots fired. Here's the funny part. He wrote this before we took this game. He knew mm -hmm. we were going to fold. We were gonna oh, fold. yeah. No, this was locked and loaded. Oh, man. Don't end up like these two. Painful. <laughs> No, you. That hurts. Know your books. Uh, I will have I will have Mr. Gecker's book up on my stand later today. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I I'm as guilty as anyone else. Like I cycle through things, and there's certain books that I know are going to work, and then I, you know, like I forget the Gecker book was on my shelf, and that's actually perfect for like two of my students right now. So yeah. that's going to resurface. Yeah. You know. But just cycling back through these things is helpful, and you guys actually did okay with it. But to review: Bordoni, Small, Bousquet, Clark, and Gecker. Yeah, 
Yeah, those are pretty standard. And I got five more over there that you probably even heard of. And you know what I almost pulled out today? The Rubank book. <gasps> right? Rubank. That would be that would be great if we folded on that. Uh, that you know be... what else we'd fold on probably at this point? When's the last time you played any Sigmund Herring etudes? Yeah. Oh, oh, I have them yeah. out actually. I have a couple. Oh, do you have them yeah. out? Yeah. Those are ones that are like, oh, they're in the back of my head. I can't remember the last time I played any of them. Yeah. I could also see Getchel book two from here. And I thought, nah, they'll get that. May I might get Getchel one books. and two. Great I use Getchel one and two a lot for Piccolo, so yeah, uh, I might yeah. have gotten those. Yeah, they're do you great have for that. the um? Do you have the the uh, the duet versions? Did you uh, get the Getchels? The Norris, yeah, Norris no. did them. Yeah, Jim Alcott has them. You can you can buy them. I bought both of them this past week. Oh, I didn't even know that. I gotta. Yep. Yeah, send us a link. I gotta buy those. Yeah. They're just on Jim Alcott's. Okay. Uh, on the Triple O tri- Press. Triple O Press. Yeah. Jim of course, Jim did the, the duet version to the Charlier. Charlier, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, he said years of, he would sit and improvise those things for years with students. Yeah. And that's how he came to the idea. Like somebody would play Charlier and he would just sit and play along and improvise the second part. And he's like, well, I should write these down. <laughs> oh my that's gosh, great. that's fantastic. Yeah, they're yeah. very good. And they're, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, really harmonically good. sound and, you know, mm-hmm. just awesome stuff. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and don't be afraid to hit the reset button. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.